Nader, Nader, Nader. We have Eagles football tomorrow. We're so back, Max. It's just me and Nader on the pod today, but I know Donovan sent us a little message that he wanted us to read. I don't know if we're going to read. Look, let's read read these people the beginning of this message from that Donovan claims is from behind the birds podcast mission statement. All alleged, all alleged. Allegedly. This is all innocent until proven guilty. It is with a heavy heart that our quote unquote leader our vocal icon donovan and if you can't see you can't see but nader is doing the quotation marks. i am doing hands. the quotation marks aka philly eagles updates could not be here today on this episode we are deeply saddened especially jay who also can't be here who is apparently devastated by this news we will eventually get on about the eagles falcons preview yada 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 okay no donovan no jay both of them are i would be lucky if we don't vote him off the island we should vote him off the island he's missing the oh. um, actually max we didn't even tease this in the intro. Both of them are missing the Jordan Mylata Extension Emergency Imagine, yeah. Podcast. The Extension Emergency anyway. Podcast. Jordan Mylata. Four more deal. years. It's a really good deal. Wow. Okay. So, what do you want to start with? We're going to do Eagles Falcons. Let's, let's, let's start it with Mylata, and then we'll jump okay, into the let's game. Let's do Mylata. All right. So, Eagles, for those who didn't see, the Eagles have extended Jordan Mylata four years. He's now under contract through the 2025 season. The extension is four years, 68 million. You're 68 with the upside of 80. Okay. So 68. We don't know what the incentives are. He could possibly get to 80. I would imagine. I'm, I'm assuming based on pro balls. offensive linemen, incentives are likely how many starts he has. Starts and pro balls, I would say. And pro bowls, yeah. And like yeah. all pros. Yeah, stuff all pro, like that's that. Right. Like, okay. It's not like a wide receiver where it's like, oh, right. you get another mail if you have 50 right. catches this year. Right. Exactly. So 60, 68 million, four years, 40 million guaranteed. Up to 80 million. So where that ranks among offensive linemen, I'm looking at all offensive linemen right now. The highest paid offensive uh, lineman in the league, Trent Williams, is making 23 million a year, followed very closely by David Bakhtiari making 23 million a year. Both those guys have uh, Bakhtiari has 30 million in guarantees. Williams has 40 million in guarantees. So my lot of passes that 43 mil, 41 mil, 41 guarantees. Yeah. Uh, my lot is my lot is 16 million average annual value ranks him one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, just outside the top 10 around the Which top is fantastic value offensive lineman. There is a real chance he's a top 10 line or left tackle this year, right? So, here's what's interesting of the to- of the guys making more than him, Joe Thune is making 16 million, as is Taylor Lewan. Only two guys on this list above him, including Thune, are guards. So it's Brandon Scherf and Joe Thune are both making uh, 16 and, or 18 are there any and 16 on there? Is Corey Lindsley on there? I know he's the highest paid one, I'm pretty sure. Lindsley, Corey Lindsley, he's the highest paid center. He's making 12 and a half. So when we're talking about offensive alignment, we really mean tackles because left tackles and right yeah, tackles they, get paid. Left, tack- left tackles in particular. Yeah, that's right. So, so Lane Johnson's making 18 a year. He only has 25 guaranteed. So it is a hefty guarantee for my Lada. I think the contract is great. I think you and I, Max, have talked about this, but we've won. He's also the just so young. He showed so much upside right. last year. Like the chances, like this is offensive linemen are not like a running back wide receiver where if they have a really good year, they can easily have just such a terrible year the following year. Jordan Mylotta is 24 years old. Yeah, he's a huge body. His athleticism is absurd. And he's starting this year. He knows he's a starter going into the season. Like last right. year, he didn't have an offseason because of Corona. Right. And even when they went into training camp, it was supposed to be Dillard. Yes. Then obviously Dillard gets hurt. Yes. So then it's Mylotta. Like Mylotta knew he was battling for the job this year. And then once Dillard got that injury, he's like, he knew he won the job. 
He right. deserves his contract. So, so there's two, there's a couple different things to talk about here. One is the actual, let's just assume my is a pro ball left tackle, right? Let's say he makes two pro balls in the next four years. Let's just assume. Then what we've been saying since the off season is that you wanted to extend this guy before he got to free agency. It was either extend him now right. or pay him an extra $20 million. And we talked time. about this. In fact, hold on, let me close my window. There's some noises outside. But we talked about this when we were doing our season preview. And when I was talking about, when I was talking about the position battle between Dillard and Mylotta, I kept saying that I want Dillard to win the job because Mylotta is going to be expensive, especially if they don't get him under contract before the season starts. If they, if they announced Mylotta as a starter and then he didn't have a contract going into the season, he would have played the season out on Absolutely. his last year's contract and he would have made at least probably $20 million more. Absolutely right. It is it is imperative that the Assuming Eagles he's locked good, him up. I think he is going to be very good. He, if they didn't sign this contract now, I think he was going to play next year under the franchise tag because he was going to play this well this year. This is perfect, exactly what you want from both sides, right? It kind for of Mylotta, bails Roseman out a little bit. Absolutely. For the, we'll get to Dillard in a second. Yeah. But for Mylotta, uh, it's exactly what he wants because it takes the, uh, the risks out for him. In terms of total guaranteed money, he is now the fifth highest in the league among uh, offensive tackles. Offense alignment altogether. The fifth highest guaranteed in the league of offense alignment. As a 24-year-old who's never really played much football in his life. So for so basically him, the first three years of his contract guaranteed. For him, it's locked in. He's fine. He's he's must be feeling great. I mean, like this, this is and he's the gonna risk. hit the open market again in four years when he's 28. Yes. He'll still have plenty of time. Well, we're gonna extend him before then. But let's yeah. say, let's say, for example. That that Mylotta uh, that Mylotta gets injured this year or doesn't play as well as maybe he had expected to, and then he gets to the market and the market's not as much as he thought, and all of a sudden he loses out on a whole lot of money. So for Mylotta, he's locked in. He gets the money; it's guaranteed. For the Eagles, they're protecting themselves against the outcome that Jordan Mylotta comes out this season and is an All-Pro left tackle and gets to the market and makes twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, that's a disaster for the Eagles. They would have to pay. Then a you need premium. to find another left tackle. Yes, and at that point, you're basically signing a left tackle out of free agency. You got guys you still need to pay. Hopefully, you need to pay like Goddard. There's a few other guys through the one year guys like Anthony Harris. You might want to keep him around for a few more years. The Uh, Eric Wilson possibility, but you got guys you need to pay besides Mylotta. Obviously, Mylotta is most likely your top guy you want back. Yes. So it's so nice to be able to do this before the season. This is get that off your plate, and now you focus on Dallas Goddard. Yeah. No, for sure. And like, look, for 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 the Eagles, you know. You want any team in the NFL, really. You want to lock your cornerstones in before they hit free agency. That's what the Eagles have done forever. That's what they'll continue to do. That's what and, they did with Carson Wentz. That's he what they did with Zach Ertz. We'll That's what they did with Fletcher Cox. That's what they did with Lane Johnson, with Brendan Brooks, with Jason Kelsey. You want guys locked up before they even sniff free agency. And that's what they're doing at Jordan Mailata. And so it's a, I think it's a great contract. It's perfect value. It's right down the middle of like, there's up, he can outplay the contract, but it's still, it's enough security for him. It's enough financial backing. Yeah. The player we'll see this year. It's a big year for him. We'll see as a starting left tackle. He has his first full year as a starting left tackle where he's in the lineup. He's solidified. Oh, and the team is, so we'll see. I would love to see my fullback. So we'll see. This is a big year for him. Maybe this contract comes back and bites them, but I don't think it will. Because at the end of the day, it's only four years. It's sixteen million a year. You got to pay for offensive linemen in this league, and or honestly, both sides of the trenches. That's what the Eagles have yeah. done. So I'm really happy with the deal. I love Jordan Mailata. I'm very happy he's here. He's such a guy you can root for, bro. He just he's came awesome. Over, never played football before in his life. Like rugby, don't get me wrong, similar to football, but it's not right. football. Well, he wasn't playing. The thing with rugby, which was so interesting when they when they said they want to make him. Uh, 
an offensive exactly. lineman. It doesn't really that skill does not translate no, from rugby to the all. NFL. It's more like like, tight end. I, I thought they were going to make him a tight end or like a running back or something. But offensive lineman, you got to learn the technique. But credit to Jeff Stoutland. And look, you got to give credit to Howie Roseman. That pick was awesome. That was an awesome pick. He did a great job. He identified a guy that most other people, uh, most other people would not, you know, nobody took a chance on. It was a seventh round pick. And now the Eagles have a top 15 paid offensive left tackle in the league, top 10 paid left tackle in the league because of that upside. And I mean, that, that's the exact kind of picks that you want to be taking in the seventh round. And it is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I love it. I'm overjoyed. I'm overjoyed, Max. I'm, I can't, I couldn't be happier with this, with this deal. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's, and it saves, like, we were, t- we're transitioning to it a little bit. It saves Harry Roseman a little bit because that same year they drafted my lot in the seventh was the year they took Dillard in the first. And obviously everyone thought that, that the Eagles were going to make the jump from Jason Peters to Andre Dillard as the future left tackle. And everyone's like, oh, this is great. Like, Dillard fell to us. Like, he's going to be a proven star. He's going to be a great franchise left tackle. Like, it's so nice that we get to transition to that. And it's just funny how we got our future left tackle in that draft just in the seventh round. Right. And it kind of goes back to like the whole Danny Watkins thing. Even Harry Roseman got bailed out a little bit there. Like, don't get me wrong. Danny Watkins was a terrible pick. But you have Jason Kelsey sixth round that year. Right. So good for Howie for finding the talent, honestly. It, it, do we, is there anything else we want to say about Dillard? He's gone, right? I mean, at the moment, he's just going to be a backup tackle. Well, he's got one more year on his deal after this year. <sighs> let's, let's see. I think it's one more. This is third year in pros. Yeah, one more year. And he then has, a first round or fifth he, year option. Yeah, he's going to be a free agent after the 2022 season. They're not going to pick up the option. No, they won't. But I mean, you might be you over the offseason, you might see a trade or even early on in this season. Yeah, if I like honestly, a team gets their left tackle hurt or something like that. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they just keep him as a backup and let the contract expire because like he's a cheap backup. He's probably fine as a backup. If they're going to if somebody's willing to trade for him, then trade for him. But like, I don't think I want to just give Andre Dillard up for a sixth round pick for what's the purpose? His contract no, is very small. There's as no, bad as he has apparently been in training camp. Have we seen him? He was decent, I think, in the preseason. Nothing he fine. Crazy. He was fine that first year. But that's what you kind of want for a backup. Like, yeah, like I don't mind keeping him. Right. He's a cheap. Like, he's a you, cheap want, you want something like somewhat valuable, not like a sixth round pick. But maybe I feel like a team might throw you like a fourth. I'd take a fourth for him. I, I I think he has more value on the team as a backup than he will. And he's also like, he's not a guy that's going to be, you know, making headlines or complaining that he's a backup. He's not playing well. Like if he starts doing that, trade him, cut him, whatever. But for yeah. now, if he accepts his role as a backup, totally fine. I mean, I'm, I, uh, I, I, you know, keep him there. Yeah, no, overall, I think we're, I think everyone in the group chat, we were talking about it earlier in the group chat. I think everyone is pretty happy with this deal. I see a lot of people in my comments, like what the hell are we doing? He only had 10 stars last year. Those 10 starts were all really good starts against some very good defensive linemen. Like, you don't just casually make those starts and people say, oh, this kid can play some left tackle. This kid can pancake some dudes. Yeah, That's just not casual. You don't occasionally do that. He did it every single start. Mylotta did not have a bad game last year. He had some below average games, but none games. Are you I mean, say. look, the learning curve is also tough for him. He was, yeah, was just started starting. He's never started in the league. Like, give him a break. 10 games. It's a small sample size. Don't get me wrong, but still he's a big boy. He's athletic. You'd see it on running plays or screen passes. He was down that field. He's like Jason Kelsey getting down that field, making those blocks. He was standing up guys like stood up Ryan Kerrigan. who's now an Eagle several times. Ryan Kerrigan's a known Eagles killer. Like I'm trying to think chase young. He did very well against. He had he a great very year. good against. Cause like the NFC East has a, a very good amount of defensive linemen. You got chase young and Montez sweat. You got Dexter Lawrence, or not Dexter Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence in Dallas. 
And then uh, did New does New York have anyone? I don't even know. Leonard Williams, I guess, but he's probably gonna line up inside that outside. He's a, run, he's a run stuffer, yeah. Yeah. So it's like you need that good offensive lineman. And Dillard has not Dillard. My Lada last year was very good. There's no debating it. You can't tell me that you wouldn't have people get mad at the deal now, but if we didn't pay him after the year when he wanted so much more money, they'd be even more pissed off then. Yeah. All so right. I mean, I don't I don't have much else to say about my lot. No. We're very happy with the deal. It's, it's Abby. It is fantastic. That they got it done. Left tackle. Right. It's very and, nice to go from Jason Peters to that. Yes. And uh, you hope that you see some of it going on with other guys that the Eagles have their eye on. I would expect Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett to be next in this list. Hopefully I think they're going to pick from one of the two, honestly. We'll I think they might give it both. Pod. Right. I don't know what's going to happen with the two of them, but I would keep your eye on my on Sweat, Barnett, Sweat had a great Goddard. Game. All three oh, of yeah. those guys are all candidates to get a deal in season and an in-season extension before they get towards the end of the year, maybe before the middle of the season. So we'll see. But, you know, enough on my lot. We're very happy he's here. It's 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 what a story. Congratulations to him. He's worked very hard. Congratulations yeah. to Jeff Stalin, Dyer Roseman. This is yeah, everything Jeff about Stalin's this. not getting enough credit. Everything about this is good news. It's happy news. It's yeah, this is all very yeah, good. I agree. So let's turn Eagles Falcons. We have a football game tomorrow that's meaningful and not watching Nick Mullins throw three interceptions and wide open receivers, miss wide open receivers. We get to watch our boy who you and me have been vying for all offseason. When Jay's out here like, oh, Deshaun Watson this, Deshaun Watson that. Our, our boy, boy Jalen Hurts is going to be playing real football tomorrow. He's going to be cooking. Because he only played, what, he played two seasons. Three, three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, in preseason, you mean? Preseason, yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know. Three and a half games last year. Count. He played three pre-season. and a half games last year. Yeah. I don't count. I don't. Last year, he looked good, don't get me wrong. But this year, he has a healthy offensive line. He's got some weapons now. Yeah, so. New coach with hopefully. Because Doug Peterson, I'm, I love Doug Peterson. Brought Super Bowl and everything. But his play calling last year was atrocious. And Jim but, Schwartz's defensive adjustments were also atrocious. So hopefully, putting that all together. They'll have a more complete team this year than they did when Hertz played last year. Yeah. But all right, let, let me hear your thoughts on the game. Well, I was going to say, let's start with the Eagles offense and the Falcons defense really quickly. I just want to run through a couple guys on the Falcons defense that I think we're going to have to keep our eye on. Yeah, One of them, obviously, Grady Jarrett. Yep. Deion Jones. Deion Jones has been on downward slope, but yes, I agree. AJ Terrell. Yeah. And that's really it. I mean, like you're looking the at the Falcons defense. secondary is bad, man. The Falcons secondary, AJ Terrell, Fabian Moreau, Eric Harris. I've never even heard of Deron Harriman. I've never heard of Isaiah Oliver. He's man. A lot of these guys are guys who gotten cut from previous teams. Like, don't get me wrong. They Dante can have Fowler? Back years. What? When did the Falcons Dante get Fowler? Dante Fowler? He, uh, they didn't they trade for him? Uh, it looks like they did, but he was awful last year. No, he's not good anymore. He's not. Look, the, the Falcons are not a good team. Just, just so everybody's no. on the same page. This team no, is the not only good. the only players the Eagles should be scared of tomorrow on offense and defense are Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. No one else. Nobody. You're not afraid. I'm afraid. I, you know, I, I'm not. Look, our, our offensive line is solid, so I'm not that worried about Grady Jarrett. But like the Grady Jarrett, the most, and, that's the guy I'd be worried about on defense. But I'm not worried about their defense. Their defense is god awful. Terrible. I, I mean, it's true. There's no reason for the Eagles not to. They should be putting up not to handle tomorrow. this defense. I'm pretty sure. On fantasy wise, I've been watching a bunch of these little different shows and stuff like that. And everyone's like, Jalen Hurts should have a huge game tomorrow. He should, absolutely. And this because the Falcons defense is putrid. It's awful. It's not it has not gotten any better. If anything, it's gotten worse since last year. Who'd they add? I'm trying to, I have no idea. I'm I'm no trying one. to pull up. I'm trying to pull up the the only uh, big addition the Falcons had this year was Kyle Pitts. 
and Arthur Smith, I guess. Okay, let's look at Arthur Smith. Obviously, is an offensive guy. So yeah, very offensive. He's not. Let's see. Let's see if we I'm can sure their play call is going to be. I'm more worried. The thing I'm worried about is who's covering Kyle Pitsma. Well, we'll get so to that. Have, let's. My guess. My guess. All right. What do you want to talk about? First? I was going to say Falcons last year were middle of the pack in points allowed per game on defense. They're going to be worse on defense this year. And in terms of yards allowed, they were they were very bad in the passing game. Fourth passing worst, game. fourth worst in the league in total yards yeah. allowed. The worst secondary, as in the worst passing yeah. defense in the league. Exactly. That's what I was going to And and they were the they were the wow. This is great podcasting. Atlanta, Atlanta. They were the sixth best rushing defense in the league last year. So, I mean, I don't know. We, I'm not worried about. Look, the Eagles' offense should beat the Falcons' defense pretty much at every level. The offensive line is better than their defensive line. Our receivers, and by that I mean Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, and Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins, should be able to handle the Falcons' secondary. And the offensive line, in handling the Falcons' defensive line, should create plenty of holes for Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. This offense should be putting up points this week. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. I think the main focus this week will be on the defense, even though the and defense you, has looked very good. Right. The, uh, they have yeah. looked good in preseason. I will say That's that. Right. And Jonathan I, Gannon, we've, we've mentioned on the pod, we think he is going to be a head coaching candidate within the next two to three years. Absolutely. But but like you said, I mean, look, it takes time for new defenses to gel and for new schemes to take shape. And so well, look, well, they're I, also I, kind of lucky because like, as good as Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley are, this Falcons offense is not very good. Matt Ryan's wash quarterback. Mike Davis is not a starting running back. I loved him when he came in for McCaffrey last year, but he's not a starting running back. That's Absolutely the fact right. of the matter. Yeah, uh, so I think I was reading. Wasn't isn't there a left guard out tomorrow too? They have. They are starting. Yeah, Jalen Mayfield is starting at left guard, yeah. who is a rookie out of Michigan, and he is not. He was not supposed to be their projected Week One starter. Along the offensive line, they have Caleb McGar- McGarry. He's good. Chris Lindstrom, good. Matt Hennessy, the Temple guy. Yeah, average. Mayfield is the rookie. Not good. And Jake Matthews is good. Jake Matthews is very good. That should not pose problems for the Eagles defensive line. No, I think you're going to see a big game from Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. I think Hargrave is going to get so right. much hype. I, I'm expecting a lot out of... Look, here's, here's what's interesting. I, we don't know what Gannon's going to bring, but I, I I would expect them to exploit that Mayfield matchup. And like you said, I mean, Hargrave and Cox together going up against Mayfield and Hennessy, I don't know how much Arthur Smith can do to be creative in shifting protection and, when and you, you have, might see a lot of quick passes. I mean, that's the only thing I think, right? Like they're under no delusions that their offensive line last is last year with the Eagles. They did not create pressure at all. And that would screwed them so often. Secondary right. secondary wasn't good. Last our year. secondary is never good enough, right? But, this team is built on the trenches and that's right. That's yeah. the right way to build, but this team is no, built in the trenches. Way to build. You gotta if, get you're the not, quarterback. if you're not pressuring the quarterback, they're going to pick you apart. So I think you're right. I think we're gonna see a lot of quick passes, a lot of play action, a lot of screens to try to slow the pass rush down. And that means there's going to be a lot of pressure on our secondary. And, and you know, we should get into the injury report. The only notable one is that Rodney McLeod's not going to play. No. Dickerson which, too, I guess. But I mean, well, Dickerson was not ex- right. So not that started. pushes, let's, let's talk about the secondary, right? We expect Darius Slay and Steven Nelson to start on the outside and Avante Maddox yeah. in the slot, right? I expect Darius Slay to stick with Calvin Ridley the whole game. Really? I so think let's so. get back to your earlier question. Who is covering Kyle Pitts? That's what I'm wondering, dude. Because you can't put. I'm thinking, do you leave? Because Russell Gage is their number two receiver, and he's not bad, but he's definitely not good. No, no he's like the, average. He's a threats, solid, like right, right. Wide right. receiver three, wide receiver four in the, the season. Th- the threats on their offense are Pitts and Ridley, who are basically two receivers. That's it. That's I'm not it. worried about Hayden Hurst, and then there's nothing else. No. So, not worried about Hayden Hurst. Not worried about Mike Davis. Not worried. Didn't right. they just sign a running back too? Uh, 
Wayne Gallman. I'm not worried about Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman. They have Cordero Patterson, and I might get him on a trick. Play, I'm worried about like, him in the kick return game, but besides that, sure. I'm not worried about him. So, Maybe a little so, screen pass here and there, but let me tell you, if I, if I was Gannon, I would probably, I would probably do what you said, which is have Slay shadow Ridley. Would you have Steven Nelson shadow Pitts? No, and then I would bracket Pitts and say I, I would split the responsibility between Nelson. Singleton, you can't put Maddox on him. Absolutely no chance. No, Maddox, I'm I'm hiding Maddox all game. Maddox stays in him. the nickel unless Pitts is in the nickel. If Pitts is in the nickel, Maddox comes off the field. We put, you know, I think I think you can do like a combo, Anthony Harris, and you know, even like Eric Wilson, and just have two of those guys. See, like, the, I don't the, think you're, this you're not handling where we complex. miss Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you're not handling Kyle Pitts by by putting him one on like Kyle Pitts is huge and there's Massive. nobody on the Eagles. Like we talked be, about it all off season leading up to the draft. We all loved Kyle Pitts. And they're going to feed him because that's, I mean, they took this guy fourth overall, but he's going to be a big part of their offense. So I think that's the biggest matchup problem. Like Calvin Ridley is going to torture us. So he's going to get his right. You're, uh, I would probably expect like hundred yards and a touchdown for Calvin Ridley. That's life. Yeah. You're not going to lose because Calvin Ridley has a big game. Calvin Ridley's lose. on his way up to becoming a top five receiver in the NFL right now. You're gonna, if you're going to lose this game, it's going to be because either the offense sputtered and Jalen Hurts played poorly or because Kyle Pitts or Mike Davis beat you. And Mike Davis is not going to beat you. So on no, the, Mike on, Davis will not beat you. It will on be the Kyle defensive Pitts. side of the ball, especially with our defensive line, on the defensive side of the ball, this is going to come down to like, is Kyle Pitts going to torch you? Or are you going to keep him in check? And if you keep him in check, I'm not worried about the Falcons offense. What no, are they going to do? They're going to feed Kevin Ridley. That's fine. Right? That's fine. If you keep the ball in front of you. That's fine. If they're feeding Ridley and Pitts, you're going to get torched. So I don't know. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I think that's something definitely something to watch and something to be interested in. I'm also interested to see who takes the first snap at defensive end. Brandon Graham and who? I think I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I, I don't know either. I have no idea. I think idea. that's a great. That's definitely something to watch. I agree with you there. I think both the, sweat because sweats had a really good off season and training camp apparently, and he had a solid preseason. Like didn't play too much, but Barnett's Barnett. Like he has had his moments where he's been amazing, but he's also had his moments where you know, yeah, he's kind of been non-existent. For the, for what it's worth, there's Why two positions have a contract right now. There's two positions on the Eagles' depth chart compiled by the PR staff that do not list a starter. And it's tight end Which and defensive fair. end. Tight ends, they're going to do their two set tight end most likely. So That's fine. I'm not tight end doesn't matter. But who's no. starting at right defensive end on the first snap of the game? I think they might pull some trickery and just put Barnett and Sweat out there and have Graham st- sit on the first snap of the, of the season. I don't know, but it's something to watch. I also don't think it's it's something to watch, but I think something else you could see is we've heard Gannon talk about it this off season in this training camp. I should say not even off season. Milton Williams possibly lining up out there. Right. Not for snap, won't be for yes. snap. Yes, I mean, look, they did not. But they only the carried. Game, they only technically carried. Boy. They only technically carried five defensive ends. So it's they Graham, know. Barnett, Sweat, Kerrigan, Teron Jackson might be inactive. I'm not expecting them to play very much. How much will we got? Seven inactives tomorrow. Uh, Six, seven. It's still. It's because I know they didn't they change the rules. I forget what the rules are now. I, it's it's Dickerson and McLeod are two. Yeah. Uh, Mullins is three. Mullins, or not Mullins. Minshew. Uh, yeah, Minshew. Um. Minshew's three. They have the guy they signed, uh, Andre Chikar Ch- Chikar Yeah, I know who you're talking. About. He'll be up because they need a backup slot. Uh, Wallace will be up. Epps will be up. McPherson will be up. Davion Taylor expected to play. I think. Yeah, he's questionable. But... Patrick Johnson, I think, goes down, and Teron Jackson maybe goes down. Yeah, it's possible. Other than that, I think they need everybody else. I mean, like, I, they're not. Oh, oh, I, obviously, offensive linemen. Like, you can put Jack Stoll down. 
um, Brett Toth. But I, think, I don't really think know. They wouldn't we, run we, out with three tight ends tomorrow. Ertz had injury. On. Both of them have in, had injury. Have, yeah. Have had okay. Injuries. Okay. In that case, I would probably like you need you need Herbig up, and you need Toth. These up. are tough decisions, man. Like. The Eagles don't have as bad as a roster as people think they do nationally. Andre Dillard might be inactive tomorrow. That's my bold prediction. No, no way. Because I don't think that... Unless I don't he think still so. has a lingering injury, no, no way. No, I don't think they're comfortable playing him on both sides of the... T- of Like, I don't think they're... If if Johnson goes down, I don't know if they're comfortable putting Dillard at right tackle. I think you might see them... There's possibly switch my lot over to right tackle. That would be so stupid. At that, I mean, like... like Okay, Not so switch, Toth, but like maybe. For yeah, the rest no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Toth is the swing tackle, right? I, like, I would, I would put Driscoll there. That's who my backup would be. Oh, Driscoll, where is Driscoll? Why isn't he on the depth chart? Oh wait, isn't he on? Is he, is on, he on IR? IR? He might be on IR for a short term IR three weeks. If some offensive lineman got put on there. It might have been Driscoll actually. Let, let me let me check. Let me check right now. Yeah, yeah, Driscoll's on IR. Okay, so yeah, so tomorrow if wow, God, so tomorrow God forbid wow. Johnson gets hurt tomorrow. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they might throw Dillard there at right tackle, but they also could say, "Hey, my lot of for at least the rest of this game, you're going to play right tackle." And, and you don't Dillard. think they would put Toth in over Dillard at right tackle? Or, or I mean, honestly, Falcons, what, what about so what about possible. Herbig? What about Herbig? Would you play Herbig at right tackle? I play Herbig at right tackle. Okay, so in that case, Toth is down, Dillard's backup left tackle, and Herbig is the backup left guard, right guard, right tackle. Sayamala would swap over to center if Kelsey goes down. Yeah, I agree with that. That's okay. how I would line him up there tomorrow. And then hopefully you get Driscoll back. And and I mean, God forbid, knock on wood, we don't have any injuries, kind of thing. Right, right. That'd be terrible. Okay. I I I think I agree with you that all three tight ends will be active. I mean, look, I, I just really quickly tangent. This is why you listen to the behind the verts. We're getting into the weeds. We're talking about the inactives. This is why you come to us. We're not we're not surface level. You're coming to us. You want the details. You want us to dig deep, and we're giving it to you. And we bash you, Don- and we bash Donovan while we're at it. And we bash Donovan. The, uh, we can't even bash the Mets because the Phillies are probably the most yeah, embarrassing, terrible. awful. But they so got us bad. the bird season. That's all they need to do. That honestly, that's exactly right. I was just hoping for them to get us here, and they fell and apart. They, they, right they did they exactly. Got they got us here, and, and they, they fell apart back in a few so times. It's, but it's hey, fine. I don't even want to talk about them. Okay, um, so on right. the defensive side, I yeah. know we were. I'm, I'm trying. Let, let me let me pick up how many how many uh, how many. Because I know you mentioned Fabian Moreau. I didn't know he was in Atlanta. He used to be in um, Washington. Yeah, I, mean, he did I interviewed. Him. They, him they signed him. I think maybe last year. A really good guy. Him. Okay, I interviewed him out of college. Really? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When I used to do this all the time. Expansion of practice squad to 16 players. That's fine. Four practice squad players per week being yeah, protected. Protected. And can't you elevate practice squad players? You can for the elevate game? two practice squad guys to the active roster. And. Got any, uh, so they protected. I know they protected Howard. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Hightower and two other guys. I think they were off in alignment or something. Like that. So that means the active roster on game day is 50. The inactive roster is 55. So what's the active roster? It's usually like 46, isn't it? I don't think they switched it. Let me let me check. NFL but active roster 2020. My guess for the practice squad guys coming up tomorrow is my guess is one's gonna be Jordan Howard. You think they'll bring Howard up? Four running backs. Why why not? Why wouldn't you? And what we only have five receivers, it might be high tower. Oh, I don't want high tower up. I think he might, might be inactive. What, what about what about an offensive you. lineman? See, the thing is, these guys, there's a very real chance they're inactive. And I think Howard is the only one who has a chance at not being inactive. 
Oh, he's gone. Ohio State's crumbling. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's not gone, but that's a – oh, yes, he is. Touchdown. Hate Ohio State. Um, But, yeah. Okay. So, 47. 47, 47 are active. So, 47 you have eight, on game day. eight inactive since you have two practice squads, guys, too. Wait, it's it's 47 or 48 if a team carries eight offensive line. So you can it's 47. For all intents and purposes, it's 47. So so that's eight inactives, you said. So it's really it's 53. Forget the forget the practice squad guys for now. It's six. Yeah. yeah. Two of them are it's, it's Dickerson and McLeod are two. And three, I would imagine. Okay, Minshew is three. Minshew. So you need three more. So you're going to take someone off that offensive line. Offensive line. Let's say it's Toth is down. That's four. That's four. And then you go on the defensive side. We have a lot of linebackers. Patrick Johnson is five. Five. And Teron Jackson, maybe. Teron Jackson or Tuipilotu. Tuipilotu is possible, too. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, basically what you're expecting is that one of the offensive linemen will be down. Minshew, the two injured guys, one linebacker, one defensive lineman. I think there's a small chance, as you mentioned, Jack Stoll. But with the injury yeah. of Ertz and Goddard, I would I would think Stoll is playing tomorrow. Or not playing, but active. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, by the way, on the fact that that they might just want to keep uh, Stoll up as, as, as an extra receiver, that sort of thing. He plays a little bit of special teams, too, if I remember. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. That also plays a big role into it. Very cool. Okay. Anything else you want to you want to talk about in terms of rosters and matchups? I mean, is there anything you're looking at? I, I mean, I, I think the big matchup that's going to decide the game really is, as we mentioned, it's Calvin Ridley versus Darius Slay and then whoever's covering Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's right. I'm really interested. I think that's my biggest thing I'm going to look for tomorrow is who is covering Kyle Pitts. What's your game plan for Kyle Pitts? And the fact that you have the game plan for a rookie tight end, his first game of his career is absurd, by the way. Kyle Pitts is going to be a generational talent. Quote me on it. Who is uh who's gonna be starting at safety for the Eagles? I think it's gonna be a little bit of rotation, but I think first up's gonna be Kavon Wallace. Over Marcus Epps. I think so. Marcus Epps isn't good. I mean, Kavon Wallace, we don't know if he's good yet. He hasn't really played. So I think they're gonna give him a few snaps, and then if he sucks, Epps is going in. I, I guess I mean I, I do, doesn't matter I do because think gonna... we're gonna see Epps rotate in though. Right. Interesting. But that's my guess. What do I know? I'm also interested in seeing Devontae against AJ Terrell. Obviously, everybody's excited for Devontae. That, but because that Terrell's secondary not is still garbage. That secondary is not bad. Is awful. I think they're gonna have Terrell shadowed Devontae. I don't think you can well, have Fabian Fabian, Fabian Moreau is not gonna is not Fabian, is Fabian Moreau a nickel corner? He's starting on the outside for them. He's starting on the outside. Their but their still. nickel is uh, they're they're they play a, a three four. They don't have no. their base. Their base defense is going to look on the floor. Who do you think's going to line up? In a, I mean, they're going to move the receivers around tomorrow. But if you had to guess, who you think gets the most snaps that slot tomorrow? Slot receiver, probably Rager. That's who I was leaning towards. I think yeah. you're going to see a lot of Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith on the outside. Quez on the outside, Rager on in the slot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I posed this question to you guys earlier, but who are the five? Eligible receivers on the first snap for the Eagles on offense. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking Sanders, Devante, obviously. San, Devante, Sanders and Devontae, obviously. Yeah, those are blocks. I would say Goddard. Goddard. I think Goddard's going to be your quote unquote tight end one this year. And I think they go with Ertz. You think Ertz is fourth? Who's the fifth in? I mean, you might have said it. I just missed it. 
No, I haven't said it. I haven't said it. I think it's a real chance. It's Quez. Put Rager on the outside, maybe on the first snap of the game. Well, the thing with here is with, 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 oh, I'm stuttering my words. With Rager and Quez, you have a lot of similar, similar skill sets. Yes. Where they have speed. Quez, I think, has better route running than Rager, but they both yes. have that speed to just fly past the corners. With Devontae, he has speed, not as good as they do, but he has speed, but he also has the route running, the cans, the ability to create separation. Yes. So you're going to see Devontae more towards the middle of the field, I would think, not going as deep as like you'll see Rager and Quez going. Because Rager and Quez, we saw it in preseason. We watched Quez run past every receiver or cornerback that was covering him. Dude's got burners. It's the reason he's on this team right now. And hopefully we'll have a role this year. Right. But right. I'm very excited to see Devontae tomorrow, too. I mean, look, this is the, the things we're talking about right now are sort of the nerd stuff that we're going to be paying attention to. You know, snap yeah. counts, who's going to be on the field. Ultimately, yeah. like, I think we're both just juiced up to see Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. It's it shouldn't be excited to see all the Hurts, all those guys, right? It's been like it's been like a year and a half since we've had real Eagles football since they stunk last year. And awful. and you know, we had COVID. So like prior to COVID, I think might be the last Eagles game that I was that I was this excited to watch. I can't remember the last one I was excited to watch. I mean week one last year, but like who did play week one last year? Watching uh it was Washington. Disaster. Pretty sure it was. Let's pull it up. Four, eleven, and one. Christ. Shout out Carson Wentz. And shout out Doug Peterson, by the way, for making Loser. this tie. It was Washington. They lost. They lost by ten, and then they lost by twenty to the Rams, and then they tied the Bengals. Yeah, what a time to be alive. Shout out Carson Wentz, man. Speaking of which, let's quickly we can talk about this. Uh, let me pull up the game lines. That's that's what I was hoping to do. Let's let's see who's favored in these games. Colts I have think, a hard game. Colts have a Seahawks tomorrow. Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay, Falcons. By the way, are three and a half point favorites at home. That's that not makes surprising. They're home. Like Seattle Eagles are not getting a lot of love nationally. Colts are three point dogs at home against the Seahawks. Underdogs. Yeah. Really. Home dogs. I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, Carson Wentz is, you know, was terrible last year. Do you want to make picks on these? Yeah, we can start doing like a behind the birds, like a each week pick. You want to keep. Keep I don't track want of the, keep, the problem is, are we going to keep track of them? Why don't we do this? Why don't we Why don't we verbally say them on the pod and then we'll submit them and do all four of us. We'll submit them somewhere and keep like them on ESPN or, or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on against a, the spread, Eagles. Are Falcons. we doing every game or are we just doing? Yeah, let's do every game. All right. Cool. So Eagles Falcons again. Uh, should we do spread or, or or straight up? I was going to do money line. Really? I hate I hate betting against this. Right. Okay, I fine. know it's like all a lock. Right. All right. Let's do Eagles Falcons last then. All right. Seattle and. Indianapolis, Seattle, a three-point favorite. I'm taking Seattle. I also am taking Seattle. Because Russ also looks like an MVP, usually the first four games of the year. Chargers and football team in Washington. Washington is a one-point favorite. Um, That's going to be a really good game. Tough, tough call. Because that Washington defense is really good, and that Chargers offense is also supposed to be really good. I love Justin Herbert, and I love Austin Eckler. I have him on both my fantasy teams. Right. Um, I'm gonna lean Washington since they're at home. Yeah, I think so. I I had this down somewhere. Let I think it's see. gonna be a great game, though. There's a gonna be a fantastic game. Let's see. Oh, I didn't save. Oh no, I had this all written down. I didn't save. Losers. Okay, whatever. Um, I'll do it again soon. Uh, okay. I'm also gonna take Washington, but in a close one, only because yeah. I think Staley, Brandon Staley, new new Chargers coach. I don't know. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, many yeah. a game he had adjusted, but we'll see. Dolphins 
and Patriots. Patriots three point favorites at home. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Oh, you're breaking my heart. I don't want to take them, but I think I'm going to take them. Give me the Pats at home. Uh, Broncos, Giants, Broncos, three point favorites in New York. In New York, Broncos. Wow, New York are three point dogs at home to the to the Broncos. Broncos have an amazing defense, bro. I'm taking the Giants there, bro. Really, Broncos against my will. I really hope I I hate the Giants, but I don't know. This feels like unbiased picks here. Unbiased. Something feels like something feels wrong about that line. Uh, Steelers, Bills, Buffalo's a uh, touchdown favorite at home. Yeah, I'm, I'll take Buffalo. Yeah. Bengals, Vikings. Vikings are a three-point favorite on the road. Vikings. Yeah. First, uh, yeah, I'm going to take Vikings. First game back for Burrow? I don't know. Yeah, I'll take Vikings. But I think the Bengals could very much make that a game. Niners are eight-and-a-half-point favorites in Detroit. Yeah, Niners. Detroit has a very real chance of going like one in 16. Tennessee, three-point favorite at home against the Cardinals. It's a good game. See, that's a game That's a game I would think about picking the Cardinals, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. I'm also going with Tennessee. Jets, four-point dogs in Carolina. Carolina. Easy. Jaguars and Texans. Jaguars, three-point favorites in Houston. Jags. Those teams both suck. I'll take the yeah. Jags as well. Kansas City, five and a half point favorites at home against the Browns. I think the Browns might win that game. Give me that's the fighting Andy Reeds. Come on. That's going to be my upset of the week. Give me the Browns. The fighting Andy Reeds. Packers, Saints. Packers are three point favorites on the road. I'll take the Packers, even though it's in Jacksonville. Wait, yeah. What's going on? Oh, because of the hurricane? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no teams uh, really I'm home, also but I'm take Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, I'll take Green Bay. Sunday night football, Bears, Rams, Rams, touchdown favorite at home. I'll take the Rams. Rams. And Monday night football, Ravens, Raiders, Ravens, Ravens. four-point favorite. Even though the Ravens road. don't have any more running backs, I will take the Ravens. And the moment um, everybody's been waiting for, Max, I'll give you the floor. What's happening tomorrow? Eagles, Falcons. I believe my boy Jalen Hurts. I think he's going to ball out tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to go more in-depth in this prediction. So I'm going to say <clears throat> Eagles are going to win tomorrow 28-17. I think Hurts is going to have a big game. I think the defense is going to struggle a little bit in the first half and figuring out Kyle Pitts, figuring out Calvin Ridley, sort of the new play calling from Arthur Smith. But I think they're going to lock down. I think it's going to be two touchdowns in the first half for the Falcons and three points in the second half. I think they're going to lock all windows and doors, Allah, and I think they're going to clamp them. I think they're going to come out firing. I think Devontae Smith's going to have 100-plus yards tomorrow. I think Sanders is going to run for 80-plus yards tomorrow. And honestly, I think Ertz is going to be a big part of the offense tomorrow. That's my prediction there. start the year 1-0 in Max's book for me. Okay. That being First said, play of the game, Eagles, Eagles win the coin toss, elect to receive. No. Put money on that? No, no, no. Eagles lose the toss. Falcons elect to defer. Eagles get the ball to start the game. Touchback. Out comes Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Jordan Mailata. First play of the game. Play action bootleg. Deep shot. Jalen Rager. Little little Deshaun Jackson action there. A la Deshaun Jackson. Birds get off to a quick start. Everybody's going crazy. Rager's back. Devontae Smith. Well, the, you know that one fan group, uh, I forget what they're Fans called. Of Philly. 
yeah, fans Philly, they took a huge bus down there with the yeah, yeah. I think that's Eskin's brother does that. No, Spike Eskin's brother. I have no idea. Isn't he the one who runs that? I think no he idea. is. I know there's a lot of Philly. Should be a good amount of Philly fans there tomorrow. Yeah, there maybe will not be. a lot, but a good amount. There will be. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think the Eagles are winning this game. Uh, I agree with you. I think that Jalen Hurts has a big start to the season, especially on the ground. He's going to be running around a lot. He's going to be making plays. Seventy rushing yards, one touchdown. I'm thinking two hundred and seventy passing yards. Devontae Smith starts big. 80 yards and a touchdown. He has a big 30-yard catch somewhere. Uh, the defense starts showing up. I'm gonna my bold prediction. Big game for Fletcher Cox. I guess it's not that bold. I'm gonna say sack and a half for Fletcher Cox is my bold. Sack prediction. and a half. Sack and a half for Fletcher yeah, Cox. That's, that's old school Fletcher Cox, baby. That's that prime Fletch. Still and very good. Don't get me wrong. Eagles but. defense gets torched, but they outlast the Falcons 34-27. That's a high-scoring game, but the over. Birds win. We want to talk about real quick before we wrap it up. The Cowboys played on Thursday. Oh, oh. How about them Cowboys, Max? How Steven, about them actually, Cowboys? I'm not going to lie to you. They looked good. How about them they Cowboys? Lost, but they looked good. How about them? Yeah, no, I'm a little scared. Got to be honest bit. with you. Not good. That offense, that offense looks good. That defense looks pretty bad. But I, that don't, looks really I good. don't like what I'm seeing with those Cowboys. <laughs> There's a reason they're favorite in the division. A little bit scary. A little bit um, scary, but honestly, teams usually cool off after the first few weeks. You see it with hopefully. the Seahawks every year. Hopefully. Russell Wilson looks like an MVP, and then after week five, he's irrelevant. Yeah. Future Eagles quarterback Russell Wilson, according to Justin Bonner. Jay. Yeah. Give him a little shout-out on the pod. All right, last any last minute thoughts on this game tomorrow? No, not really, dude. Honestly, I, I'm 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 really excited. We, I think we're all really, I agree, all, obviously yeah. everybody's excited. So you really can't go just, wrong, man. Just any kind of football. I was yelling at my TV Thursday night. Just enjoy it, man. I, it's it's been so long. Let's just get next damn. week of it too now. Yeah, just yeah. So nice. Excited to hear Scott Hanson. I have three TVs set up for tomorrow, and obviously the main <laughs> one is my Eagles game. Excited to hear Scott Hanson yell. Seven commercial free hours of football starting right now. It's just the best. It's the best sound on earth, honestly. It really is. You can't get any worse than that. How's your fantasy team looking, Max? Well, so I'm in a few different leagues, man. Like, oh, we have our behind the birds league. Yeah, I guess we should keep up with that on the podcast a little bit. Should we do a little update? Let me see what's going on right now. Let me just pull up the last last thing before we'll uh, wrap it up. Last thing before we wrap up. Oh, man, I picked the wrong. Okay, Eagles World. Fantasy cast. I had a tough start to the week. I'm I'm looking good. He had Mike Evans, so I'm up. I'm down five, but Mike Evans had a bad game. Obviously. Yeah, Mike Evans had a bad game. I'm playing. I'm playing CD Lamb, and Ryan oh. Suckup only gave me seven points, which was not great. Not great uh, for kicker, but it's not not awful. good for me. Uh, little little Donovan, Trader Donovan drafted Ezekiel Elliott, who was <laughs> awful last night, so he didn't get much production out of that. Uh, but he's going up against somebody who had Gallup who got injured and didn't have a great game. So they're yeah, fine that's, there. Yeah, that's something to watch too. Gallup's out three to five weeks. Going to miss the first Eagles game. Let's see. And uh, what's his face who just got uh, suspended? Oh, too? Lyle Collins. Yeah. Throwzilla coming back from the dead. Jay, who is team I hate Donovan, got <laughs> 31 points out of Tim Brady. And, but he's going up against Chris Grodman. That's a high-scoring game already. So, so yeah. we'll keep an eye on Dude, that. In one. some of my other leagues, I went against Amari Cooper in one of my leagues, and then That's I brutal. had the Buccaneers defense. So I'm down that minus three to 38. Crazy. But yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. You know, watch me win the league. It's yeah. Fun. All right. Any other last thoughts, Max? 
No, man, go birds. Just go birds. I yeah, hope it's a happy podcast either tomorrow night or Monday. Yeah, I think we'll do it. Eh, let's let's try to do it tomorrow night. We'll tomorrow see. Tomorrow night, hopefully. Hopefully. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us on Behind the Birds. We appreciate it. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Go birds. Five stars. five stars. Love you all. Peace.